You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. Man with his own theme song coming in, Jerry Hill, Baylor Insider. Jerry, we appreciate you being on with us. How are you today? I appreciate it, John. I'm yes. doing well. Nice. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed it last week when we got to do this together. Yeah, it's um, true, face-to-face. To face. To, uh-huh. We may need to try to schedule it that way. <laughs> oh, I just, okay. I really enjoy that face-to-face time. All right, good. I'll let it, you schedule this hour. The studio, that you know? would be fine. You're always welcome to come here. You could see Aaron face-to-face Aaron then. Well, you know, we have plenty yeah. of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Hey, make Chris, that happen. If Chris Allman can fit in there, I'm sure, pretty sure I can. That's true. There. All right, you are always welcome, so that'd be good. <laughs> Um, we were talking, I was telling Aaron about treat night tonight. Uh, are you going to uh, participate in treat night in one of the dorms on campus? I, I am not, John. I, I This is the first I've heard of treat night. Oh. Did I get an email on that? Well, funny you should say that. I had to go search for it. Apparently, you know, usually they send it out to all of us and you okay. RSVP, you know, so they've got a number. I had to I had to ask Debbie Johns, uh, hey, I didn't get that. And she said, well, here it is. And But I didn't see it. So I, apparently they yeah. sent it out, but maybe it was hidden somewhere. But, but it is yeah, tonight I, in all the dorms. Okay. I am not planning on going tonight. Um, you have a grandchild but- in the area. So, I do, I do. Maybe, it, I, maybe I need to take Jameson to a uh, little treating. <laughs> All right, might want to act quickly. Uh, it's tonight. It's coming up tonight. <laughs> That's right. Uh, All right, let's so talk. Are you making that? I am absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Okay. Yep. All right. Good. All right. Uh, let's talk football first. Spin the wheel. We don't have the wheel yep. sound effect yet. It's going to happen one of these days. Uh, football, uh, coming off the open date, what sense did you get from Coach Aranda about uh, the benefits of the open date? Yeah, John, I think uh, certainly anytime you can have a bye week, I think it's good. Obviously, you would have much rather have the win going into it, but I think it was at a point where they really needed that break, number one, and you know they were able to heal up some. And uh, you know I liked what he said about and it was actually each side um, kind of evaluating the other side. So the defensive staff took a look at the offensive, you know, what the offense was doing, and the offense took a look at the defense and what they were doing. And so, you know, I think in that you can kind of – you are self-evaluating, but you're also, you know, kind of looking at the other side and seeing what they're doing and how you can help them, really. So I think that – I think they'll benefit from that. And, you know, I like his deal about – um because I think it's something that they really need to do because they haven't been able to just line up and run. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit unconventional or, or not what you're used to Baylor or this offense trying to do, but maybe throwing it a little bit to get the running game going or right. to open up the running game. Usually it's the other way around, but I think um, just the way this team is built, I think you're going to, you have to look for other ways. And I think this is one thing that, that they're certainly going to try uh, and, you know, maybe kind of stay on schedule, I guess is the way he put it, 
you know, where, you know, you can make four or five yards, you know, on that first down instead of looking at, you know, second and 10, third and eight, that kind of thing. So I think I'm, I'm excited to see how that works because I think they've got a lot of talent at receiver. And then, you know, Jordan neighbors, I know he moved to running back, but I think he could be a real threat in this type of attack as well. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Blake, I mean, he is, even though the running game has not been that strong so far, Blake has been really good through the air. Yeah, and you look at his numbers, John, in those two weeks that he's been back, and he's been really good. He's averaged over 300 yards passing per game, has, has you know really good or better accuracy than he did, I think, last year, at any point last year. So I think he's really shown that he can kind of take on a little bit more of that load. Uh, and, you know, and I think if they can kind of, get the passing game going right off the bat uh, it, it you know hopefully you get off to a better start too because that's been a thing that's plagued them and and I think it's because you kind of you don't want to abandon the run um early but I think if you can if you can throw to open that up um and open up some lanes and this and that I think that will help the running game because uh, I, I I just think that that's your strength right now is your throwing game and I, I think so what they're going to do is they're going to lean on their strength uh, and hopefully that opens things up for the running game as well. And we talked about this with Coach Aranda yesterday, but there really is something to that uh, being on the road and, you know, it's it's you against the world and you know right. what you're going into. And it, it worked well for Baylor, really played in Baylor's favor when they played in Orlando. Yeah, at least for the last how many ever? Well, yeah, last quarter, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, John, I think there is some truth to that. I mean, um, you know, I, I kind of joke about it. They're undefeated on the road. On the road, that's year. right. So, you know, I mean, that's that's a good sign. And I, I do think there's a little bit of that. Just, you know, you're kind of insulated. You you are, you know, together. Um, but you're you're. it is you versus them. Uh, you versus, I think as he put it, you know, you versus the state of Ohio hmm. or you versus, you know, the town of Cincinnati. So I, I like that analogy. Uh, and certainly they seem to embrace that. Um, you know, I think some teams can embrace that, you know, like um, I know Nick Florence has talked about this, like you, you almost kind of relish the opportunity to quiet the crowd. You know, nobody's cheering for you or very few people are cheering for you, but man, if you've got a stadium, 40, 50, 60,000 people and you can quiet them, there's really nothing like that. I mean, that's such a good feeling when you can quiet a crowd like that. Yeah. So that's the challenge for Baylor this week, going on the road, playing at Cincinnati. Uh, it seems like, you know, I'm just starting to, to look at Cincinnati in depth, but it seems like there's a lot of similarities, you know, between where they are right now. I mean, it's their first year in the Big 12. That's a big difference. But where they are right now and where Baylor is right now. And, and it's funny, too, John. They have struggled at home as well. Hmm. They're one and three right now at home. So, you know, they have not played that that well uh, at home so you know again might favor Baylor a little bit there um but yeah they've they've obviously struggled to, to get off the mat they've lost four in a row so you like your chances of going in there and this is one of those as you look toward this end of the schedule this is one of those games that you look at as a winnable um winnable game that you can take so I, I think you I think you have to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, Cincinnati is reeling a little bit. Um, I watched a good bit of that Iowa State game this past week, John. And, and I guess what scares me a little bit with them is I think it's Emory Jones, right. the quarterback. 
he's very mobile. Um, you know, he can he can really move. He can run. Uh, he can if you let him get out of the pocket, he can really hurt you. So I think that's going to be one of the keys Saturday is you've got to keep him in the pocket. You can't let him get out and and you know get the edge. I guess. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is I look at him as their main weapon. I mean, he's really dangerous. Oh, yeah. But one of the questions that Coach Scott Satterfield was asked at his press conference earlier today was about Emory Jones, and uh, he's struggling, and have you considered uh, giving someone else a shot at quarterback? <laughs> so it's kind of funny, yeah, you know? how that game, yeah. Yeah, kind of. He is their guy. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think, like watching that game again, and I watched it pretty much from beginning to end, He's not a great passer, and I think that's probably what they're looking at. Is he's just, you know, he's probably missing guys that are open. So, but man, he is such a threat running the ball, and, and Baylor has struggled against that at times. So, um, yeah, I don't think this would be the week to to change quarterbacks for them. I you no. know this, yeah, I don't not, think not so. All. Right. All right. How about uh, let's talk about volleyball? They went to Cincinnati and swept the Bearcats uh, last Thursday and Friday, and home this week hosting UCF. Yeah, that was big, John, because they, you know, obviously they had struggled in those, you know, the first of back-to-back nights. So uh, to get that first one and then come back the the very next day and and get another three-one win, that was big for them. They really needed that. Um, they've stayed in the rankings. I believe they dropped one spot this week to twenty-first. Um, but I think this gives them the lift they need to kind of, you know, um, go the rest of the way, I guess. And this is a very good UCF team. They're they just got into the rankings, I believe, at number 24. Uh, I think, John, they're still undefeated in conference. I mean, they've been good, which I think is a little bit of a surprise. I don't know that anybody saw them as one of the top contenders in the league, um, but they've really come in and played well, and, and they'll be a real threat this weekend. But, again, if Baylor could get you know another uh, – get, get two more wins, kind of keep collecting those, I think that would be big. I know they've got Texas coming up, and that'll be a tough trip uh, down to Austin. So it'd be good to get a couple of wins here against UCF. Yeah, they're um, they're seven and zero in Big Twelve play. They're sixteen and two overall. UCF is. Yeah. I, I can't say I was expecting that from them. They're half game behind Texas yeah. in second right. place in the league at eight and zero. So UCF uh, really good. That'll be a couple of good matches, and it's Saturday Sunday this week. Um, Saturday at two p.m. and Sunday at noon for Baylor and UCF volleyball. Yeah, that'd be big. How about soccer? Soccer uh, continuing to uh, try to stake their claim to a spot in the Big right. 12 soccer tournament. Yeah, and I think, John, they're in good shape. Um, you know, there would have to be about four things that happen for them not to get in. Number one, if they just get a result against Houston, if they tie them, if they beat them, they're in, period. But for them not to get in, like Cincinnati – would have to beat Tech, which is leading the league. Um, you know, I think it's uh, – or maybe Cincinnati plays at West Virginia. Iowa State plays against Tech. And so Iowa State is the one that's kind of within striking distance because they won a game uh, Sunday. So they're only two points behind Baylor. Baylor got the win against them. So they've got that edge. But, yeah, Iowa State would have to beat Tech. Uh, Cincinnati would have to win at West Virginia. So basically, there's 11 teams vying for 10 spots. Mm, okay. So Baylor is in really good shape, but they would, you know, obviously they would clinch it, you know, with a win 
believe that's next Monday, John, against Houston. I think they play after everybody. So they'll already know, uh, you know, one way or another. And, and by then, maybe they're in. Uh, but I think it would be good just to get some momentum. Uh, Houston just lost to Texas like 6-2, to two, was down 4 nothing at half. But Houston's had some wins. So, you know, Houston uh, was, I think, John, they were eliminated, I believe. I, I know they're like three points behind maybe Cincinnati. So maybe they could catch them. Um, but, yeah, they're, Baylor has eliminated them. And it's okay. like they can't catch Baylor. But so by Monday, we should know one way or another what Baylor has to do or if they have to do anything. But I think regardless, you want to get that win going into the Big 12 tournament and help your seeding. I think, John, they can finish as high as seventh maybe. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're tied for eighth right now. Um, but Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play each other, so that'll that'll kind of settle one of those spots. Um, but yeah, if Baylor could win, um, and then the right things happen, Baylor could uh, be seated as high as seventh. The top six, which get the first round buys, are all settled. Those are those top six spots have all been decided. But Baylor can uh, lay claim to no worse than, or you know, at least a seventh place spot, which would be awesome when you think about the way last year went. Yeah. It's a little unusual, uh, and I wonder how this happened, that Baylor and Houston play on a Monday night. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know if I, – because I haven't looked at, like, their football schedule I don't, or, and, you know, and volleyball and things like that. Yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's weird because that, that is the last game of the schedule before the Big 12 tournament. So, yeah, I, I don't know how it worked that way. Um, but, yeah, Baylor – like I said, Baylor should know – um, by the time they play Houston, if they have to do anything or what they have to do to maybe move up uh, in the seating. Yeah. Well, volleyball for Houston plays at Texas Tech, and that's okay. Friday and Saturday. And football, uh, Houston is hosting Texas on Saturday okay. afternoon. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a reason. That they... Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, that's what you would think. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. a reason. All right. Uh, sure. What else, Jerry? A lot of There was a lot of tennis over the weekend also. What? Yeah, both uh, both tennis teams in action. The uh, the women hosted uh, the uh, ITA regional, and Isabella Harvison did really well. She made it to the semifinals there, uh, and you know, so, and I think the men go to Fort Worth for their ITA regional this week, I believe, John. So um, chance for them to get to an ITA national tournament. Um, so yeah, it's, everybody seems like it's going. And, and John, I, I had really fun today. Yes. Um, I was updating my calendars, trying to <laughs> figure out like what all's coming up, and oh, that no. was kind of that was a daunting task to look at that to see like how many things are coming, you know, because basketball is fixing to begin, and it's just it's crazy. But there was one week, yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute, what's what's going on here? So the week of, I guess it starts December fourth, right? There was one event: men's basketball versus Seton Hall on a Tuesday night. Otherwise, that's it. It's a blank slate the <laughs> whole week. Now, if if volleyball makes it to the second weekend, which would be the regional round, Sweet Sixteen, they would be playing that week. But otherwise, everybody else is off. Wow. Um, so yeah, that let's enjoy that week. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we make it to there, let's enjoy that. <laughs> that's week. wild. Through the yeah. November overlap, there's so many yeah. events in yeah. November. That's right. Well, okay, final question. Uh, speaking of that, uh, open date for football this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. How, do you, yeah. how did you and the uh, lovely Mrs. Hill uh, spend the weekend? 
Yeah, John. So this this was a few weeks back when I looked. I kind of did the same thing. I looked ahead, looked at the schedule, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Not on, not only is football off, but there are no events, right. no regular events on Saturday." And Julie quickly was like, "I claim that." With yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. She said, "We're we're going to do some." And actually, we were originally going to go up. Her brother now lives in the Frisco area. Mm. And he's got a nice big boat that sleeps six. And we were actually going to go out on the lake um, Saturday Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Um, but they had some pretty good gusts up there. Yeah. So we weren't able to, weren't able to go out on the lake. So we kind of improvised and did a date night here in town and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I did figure out that with the Ironman in town, <laughs> right. a lot of the pasta places were filled <laughs> up. So was not able to do what we initially started, but we had a really great time. It was just, John, I'm, and I'm sure you kind of went through the same thing. It was just fun just to kind of get a little bit of a break. Absolutely. And, you know, spend some time with your wife. I mean, it was it was a great weekend. It really was. I agree with that. All right, man, thanks for the visit. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Thank you. Appreciate right. it, John. All right, Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Insider. Always great to visit with him, get his insight on all things Baylor athletics. And uh, we just appreciate Jerry.